Hello, listening audience. It is time for Let's Talk About Jesus right here on our website. We love to get in the Word of God, and we love to get the Word of God down inside of us because Jesus talked about His Word being like seed, and when it's planted in a good ground heart, it bringeth forth fruit. Some thirty, some sixty, and some a hundredfold. <laughs> Hallelujah. So the possibilities, uh, that, that God's Word, our encounter with God's Word, the way we receive it into our heart, uh, is going to allow the Word to do a work within us. And I, I see the work of the, uh, Word in the Old Covenant, where it says that His Word would be like rain and snow that comes down out of heaven and watereth the earth and causes it that's cause and effect and causes it to bring forth and to bud so shall the word be that goeth forth out of my mouth (laughs) it'll accomplish that that I desire and prosper in the thing whereto I sent it well today God is sending his word to you sending his word to me hallelujah and I'm excited about getting the word in my good ground heart how about you today amen someday someday we will talk about and teach on what qualifies us as a good ground heart cuz every time it gets in that kind of soil it it multiplies and brings forth much fruit. Hallelujah. Well, if you have your Bibles, we're we're still teaching on holy instruction for end time believers. And if you have your Bible once again, please turn with me for this edition to 1 Peter chapter 4 and we begin reading with verse 7 and we're going to go into several verses to pick up some particular principles here. There may be more, uh, but there's certainly not less. Amen. But I want to touch on these things. We talked about being sober, watching unto prayer, and having fervent love for one another. Amen. Let me read the beginning scripture here before we go to the fourth, fourth principle today. First Peter chapter 4 verse 7 says, but the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer, and above all things have fervent charity among yourselves, for charity shall cover a multitude of sins. Amen. Today we're going to the fourth principle, which is serve in the strength of the Lord. We're going to verse 11 today where it says, If any man minister, let him do it with the ability that God giveth. That's an important verse of Scripture today. I, I, I believe in, in, in biblical education, the study of theology. I believe that Bible colleges are important and schools of, 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 the, uh, of Scripture are important. But the strength of the Lord uh, it, literally in the Amplified, it says, with the strength that God furnishes abundantly. You know, the Bible spoke of Jesus, how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and power who went about. This is the ministry of Christ. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power. Amen. Who went about doing good, healing, 
all that were oppressed of the devil. And to accomplish his ministry, Jesus didn't operate as God, but he operated as a man anointed of God. Amen. This is an important principle, the strength of the Lord to me, directly, distinctly involves being not only appointed to a ministry, but being anointed for that ministry. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, amen, with the Holy Ghost and with power. As urgent as it was to see souls brought into the kingdom of God, Jesus told his disciples with a mandate to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Go and tarry in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. Amen. So he was telling them, don't just try to serve in your own strength. You have an appointment from God to serve, but you need the anointing of God for the purpose he's appointed you. Amen. And that's why, that's why we believe so fervently in the, in the baptism of the Holy Ghost as, as something that God wants us to have. It's not essential to be baptized in the Holy Ghost to go to heaven. We washed in the blood of the Lamb and the Holy Spirit indwells us. But to be baptized with the Holy Ghost means that we have been anointed, uh, and the Holy Ghost is manifesting himself in a particular way uh, that we might minister whatever ministry we are in, in the strength of the Lord. You know, that's why the Bible said in Ephesians 6, in spiritual warfare, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. You know, we have some, we have some wonderful ministers today in terms of their theological knowledge and their ability to not just eloquently, but accurately communicate the Word of God. But when we're dealing with demonic forces that are going to come against us and the preaching of the gospel, we need the, a covering of the Holy Spirit. We need an enablement of the Holy Spirit. We can't play down that need that we're so good at it that we can do this in our strength, our ingenuity, our intelligence without the help that is so desperately needed of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Serve in the strength of the Lord. The reason so many ministers are burning out today is because we try to do this in our strength. I love what the Apostle Paul said in the New Covenant. He said, I can do all things because I'm so eloquent. I'm so, I'm so energetic. I'm so youthful and strong and I have such a vision and holy resolve. I'm going to go all out for God. All of that's commendable, but all of that has limits. The Bible is very, very clear. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of power might be of God and not of ourself. The Apostle Paul was such an anointing and ministry inspired by God to wrote 
write 13 of the 27 books of the New Testament. He simply says, not that we are sufficient as of anything of ourself, for our sufficiency is of the Lord. That's what we're talking about. Be strong in the Lord and the power of His might. I want you to know my strength, my energy is limited. I I know how limited because I burned out. After many years in the ministry, I went through actual burnout to where my body was overwhelmed with stress. And, and I, I felt like I could just push on out of my devotion and dedication to God. But my body wouldn't take it because we had the treasure in an earthen body no matter how much we achieve or how important we become in in our particular ministry i want you to know god doesn't want us to burn out he wants us to serve in the strength of the lord that's why the apostle paul said i can do all things only he didn't say only but it's implied strongly here only Amen. In the strength of the Lord, I can, I can do all things through Jesus Christ. Amen. And one translation said, who gives me unlimited power. Amen. Hallelujah. Unlimited power. That's why the baptism, that's why waiting, tarrying, until we're endued with power before we begin the ministry. Amen. As important as it is, how vital as it is, how urgent as it is, Jesus says, don't even think about doing it in your strength. You're going to need power from on high. And on the day of Pentecost, it said there came a sound from where? From on high, from heaven, as a mighty rushing wind. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And and when that happened, uh, the, the person who spoke for them to all of these people who who said what is going on here they came to Jerusalem to worship and 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 they they literally were blown away by this spectacle of people that looked like they were drunk and they said these men have they been drinking are they drunk it was such an overwhelming experience and uh, Tongues of fire were upon their head, amen, because the presence of God was being manifest not just to them, but within them, praise God, and through them. Hallelujah. Peter stood up. The fishermen, enabled by this anointing, began to speak and and say this. You would think God would choose someone with more of a theological background or a more eloquent speaker to do this. But instead, Peter was prompted to stand up and say, this is that that was spoken by the prophet Joel Amen. in the last days. And he elaborated and explained, these men are not drunk like you think they are. Amen. This is not mere emotionalism. Amen. This is the prophesied Holy Ghost that would come. This is the anointing for us to operate in as we go out into the world and declare the gospel. And it wasn't just for the 12 apostles. There was 120 
people in that upper room. I believe if you have an appointment from God today, he wants to grant you an anointing from him today that we might serve in the strength of the Lord. One thing going through nervous exhaustion did for me is make me ultra-dependent on the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Amen. I come to you today appointed of God to preach the gospel. But I don't just come appointed of God and qualified because I've studied the scripture all these years. I come anointed of God to do this. The hand of the Lord is upon me for this purpose. I'm not saying that in a bragging way. It humbled me. It almost killed me to go through the burnout taking so much upon myself. You know, the psalmist David said, I, By thee, O Lord, I have run through a troop and jumped over a wall. Well, you can do that with God's anointing for that specific situation. But I'm going to tell you something. When you get through that troop and you jump over that wall, you're, you're, God is using you supernaturally, but you never become supernatural. We have this treasure in an earthen vessel that the excellency of the power might be of God and not of ourself. And that's why the Apostle Paul said, not that we are sufficient as of anything of ourself, for our sufficiency is of the Lord. I can do all things through Christ, which strengtheneth me. Praise God. Serving in the strength of the Lord will not wear us out. Serving in the strength of the Lord will not burn us out. But when we begin to operate out of our own ingenuity, our own energy, uh, looking within ourselves for that that only God can grant to us, we're in a danger zone. That's why Paul said, when I'm weak, in and of myself, and I tap into the grace of God that that grants this this power to us, this person to us that manifests the power, the Holy Ghost. Amen. When I'm weak, and I lean on God, and I look to Jesus, then, then at that precise moment, am I made strong. Praise God. Amen. We're, 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 we're looking today at a vital piece of information because one of the things that, that it connotates about people living in the last days is a reducing of the strength. You know, the scripture said, now the, the, in the last days, perilous times will come because the entire culture will, will, will be radically changed and evil will manifest in all kinds of different ways through all kinds of different people and, and situations. And so it said that, that perilous times would come, dangerous times would come. And it all connotates reducing the strength. I like one paraphrase, accurately uh, uh, paraphrasing that, because it says, in the last days, it will be very difficult to be a Christian. And it will be difficult to serve God when we are weakened by the society around us that is becoming so putrefied and corrupted by evil and wickedness. The Bible said that Lot, being a righteous man, his spirit was vexed 
when he saw every day in Sodom, he was keeping himself, but he saw he was exposed to uh, the the wickedness around him, and his spirit was vexed within. He was troubled within, and it can after a while begin to weaken you and discourage you, except for the one that God has sent to indwell us and enable us supernaturally not only to endure this situation that we're in amen but and and not just not just survive but to thrive <laughs> hallelujah brother venable you said you went through nervous breakdown and here you are talking about thriving it overwhelmed you yes it did but you know what I was overwhelmed uh, by the circumstances that I found myself in, the responsibilities and all of the pressures that came. But I'm going to tell you something. I did. I I did not. I did not become overwhelmed to the point that I couldn't rise back up. And it's that rising back up that constitutes victory for a child of God. You may have been knocked down flat. Amen. But the fight isn't over if you get back up. And by the help of God, through the mighty person of the Holy Spirit who manifests power within us, praise God, you shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and shall be witnesses unto me. You'll serve me and you will serve me effectively in Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. Amen. Jesus said on one occasion to his 12 apostles, amen, and down to us today, I believe with all of my heart, as the Father sent me, so Send I thee. Pray. How did the Father send him? Well, it's clear in the book of Acts. It says how God anointed Jesus. Remember when that occurred? When John baptized him? Amen. And the Holy Spirit manifested himself as a dove and came and rested upon Jesus. Amen. And the Father spoke and said this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye Him. Hallelujah. I tell you once again, Jesus didn't operate using His divinity. He was God incarnate, God in flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. But He didn't use any of His divinity in His ministry. He was anointed with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Now we can't, we, we can't, we can't just take over Jesus' place. We, we, there's, Jesus had all power in heaven and earth given to Him, but He's delegated power. And He has given us and the Holy Spirit, the Lord of the harvest, He has given us every Thing we need to serve Him with more than what our physical and mental capacity is and emotional capacity is. There is power for service. And it's not, 
That's why the baptism of the Holy Ghost is not just some Pentecostal thing. (laughs) The baptism of the Holy Ghost was not just for the twelve apostles. Amen. There was a hundred and twenty that received the same anointing, not the same appointing. They all had different ministries. I'm sure they were all not apostles. I believe that. But I believe in whatever ministry they were called to, they were anointed for that ministry. And so they were ministering and serving in the strength of the Lord. Hallelujah. Friend of mine, I, I, my body is telling me that I'm, I'm, I actually one, one year, and I think it was about, about 15 years ago when I turned 60. I'm giving my age away now. <laughs> about 15 years ago at a pastor's appreciation, a dear sister brought me a cup. It had a chicken on it. And I thought, that's nice. It's kind of nostalgic. It's kind of, you know, like a being out on a farm. And it had a chicken on it. And then, you know, nice looking hen. And <laughs> so I, I, I had coffee in it the next day and I turned it up to drink the coffee and inside the cup, I don't know how they technology, there was no holes in it, held the coffee, but inside the cup, there was, there was a voice. First, there was a, a, a rooster crowing and then it said, you ain't no spring chicken. You ain't no spring chicken. You ain't no spring chicken. Well, I quit drinking coffee out of that cup, not just because I was intimidated by being 60. It's because I don't like to to hear all of that noise when I'm having my morning devotional and my morning coffee. But, friend of mine, I'm going to tell you something else today, and I'm going to use plain vernacular here. You ain't Superman, and I'm not Superman. The power comes from God. And we should never, ever try to operate outside the strength that God giveth. I love what one little slogan says. It says, it says, the grace of God will never lead you to where, or or the will of God will never lead you to where the grace of God cannot keep you. If we're doing something that and not finding the sufficient grace which allows the Holy Spirit to empower us. I'm telling you, amen. We we need to reconsider. Are we doing a God thing here? It may be a good thing with the best of intentions, but is it a God thing? One thing I have found out, God will not burn you out. God doesn't want to use you up. He wants to us to serve in His strength. He wants us to find joy for the journey. He doesn't want us to see it all as a job and a heavy weight. You know, when the disciples came back and demons were subject to them, they were just so enthusiastic. Jesus said, come apart and rest for a while. He was reminding them that you're being used supernaturally. You have been appointed and anointed, and you have that authority. You have that anointing. You can run through that troop, jump over that wall, but that doesn't make you supernatural. And you've got to come apart and rest for a while. 
I love the story of Jesus and the Syrophoenician woman when he, in John's Gospel, chapter 4, and he, he came to Jacob's well. And he told the disciples, you go into the city and buy some food. I am too weary to go with you. I'm going to wait here, refresh myself in the shade and in the, in the, in the water of Jacob's well. And that's where he asked this woman to draw water. And you probably know the rest of the story. For time's sake, I just want to point out that Jesus was in an earthen vessel. Though he was very God and had all power, he had to recognize the limitations of living in a physical body, just like yours and just like mine. He took time to rest. He took time out when there was such a press upon him for so many needs. He went up into a mountain and he was there alone with God. It said he withdrew himself from them and he went to a solitary place to pray. Do you have a closet? The Bible said when you pray, I'm not talking about a physical closet in your house and turn it into a prayer shrine. No, I'm talking about a place where you turn off your cell phone, where you, you get away from the telephone, where you get away from someone selling something at your door, where you get away from the distractions and you can be alone with God so you can pray and He can strengthen you through that time that you spend with Him. Have you looked to God for more than just a, a, a good knowledge of Scripture? Have you looked for Him for the Holy Spirit to guide you into truth, to where you're not just pulled between this that you, you like and you don't like that? And what about just saying, Spirit of truth, Holy Spirit, come and guide me as I study the Scripture today. He wants to supernaturally enable us to rightfully divide the Word, to serve God in the strength of the Lord. And friend of mine, I lean on the Holy Ghost today. Amen. I ask Him to come and help me to speak today this particular principle. If you're in ministry of any kind at all today. God doesn't want you to burn out. <laughs> God help me, amen, to to refuel, if, replenish, uh, amen. He helped me to not only do that, but to have the wisdom to not overextend myself and to operate more in His strength and depend more on his leadings, His appointings, and His anointings than I ever did before I burned out. In fact, I had a stroke 10 years ago attributed to the stress that I was under. First, I went through burnout and nervous exhaustion. I got better and went at it again, just like I went at it before I went through that. And I ended up in the back of an ambulance on the way to an emergency room. In two and a half days, because of the grace of God and intercessory prayer, I walked out of that hospital without a symptom of a stroke. A lady in an elevator told me that works in the healthcare industry 
do you know that you're a miracle? And I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She said, I see this kind of thing all the time and said, it don't work this way. (laughs) She knew God had intervened in my behalf. But when I came out of that hospital and when I came through, now looking back on the nervous exhaustion, it all came together. And one thing I've learned, and that is to minister and to serve God in the strength of the Lord. Amen. It is God, the Bible said, that worketh in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So the strength to obey him is granted to us through his grace and the person of the Holy Spirit. If I'm talking to a minister today, I want you to know you are not a paper plate to be used and thrown away. You are a piece of fine china. God wants to use you, but He wants to put you in, He wants to, He wants to put you in a place of honor and, and not wad you up and throw you away when you burn out. (laughs) Amen. He loves you today. And with His calling and with His appointing comes the availability of His anointing. But you've got to look to Him for it and not continue to depend on your education, your eloquence, your own resolve, and your youthful. (laughs) When you're young, you feel like that you don't need that rest and you don't need that balance. I know, I know where some of you are because I've been where you are. Amen. Friend of mine, I want to tell you, Right now, even if you're 25, 27, 32, and you feel like you can take on the devil in his cohorts and, and go out and, and, and accomplish mighty things for God, that's wonderful for that holy ambition. But you need the mighty Holy Spirit, amen, to infuse you with power for that purpose because you're going to hit a supernatural enemy. And I just want to tell you, we're to be sober. That's the beginning of this this teaching. Be sober and be vigilant for your adversary, the devil. He's a trickster. And there are many traps that he will lay. And part of it is to get us to operate in our own strength, our own wisdom, our own ability, instead of that that God giveth. Verse 11, once again, if any man minister, woman, let him do it with the ability that God giveth. Amen. God loves you so much today. And if you don't know Christ as your personal Savior today, I want you to know the kind of good shepherd that he is. The Bible said he would leave the ninety and nine sheep that are safe in the fold. He won't forsake them. He's leaving them safe in this area that they are kept in at night to keep them from wandering off and to keep the wolf, the lion, and the bear from coming in. And he will go out and he will search for that one. And the Bible said that he will search until he finds it. He will search until he finds it. He won't let up. 
He won't give up. He will turn his attention to the one in danger. And when he finds it, he will take it back. If he has to carry it back, he will take it back to the safety of the fold. Are you that one today? You know, there's a song that said the chimes of time ring out the news. Another day is through. Someone slipped and fell. Was that someone you? It is no secret what God can do, what He's done for others, He'll do for you. Don't run from Him today if you don't know Him. Run to Him. Let Him take you to the safety of the fold, seal you with the Holy Spirit after He forgives your sins. As you repent of them, He will pardon you. Amen. And if you're a Christian today and you've fallen away, amen. Come home. Come back home. Come in the fold. Be safe. In Jesus' name.